Gaming NBS episode 281 being recorded Monday, February 17th, 2020. Welcome to Gaming and BS, a tabletop RPG podcast. I'm the Sean. And I'm the Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad everybody's on board. Sean, how the hell are you, man? Oh, <laughs> you know, I was telling Brett, I don't know if I'm recording tonight. I was such in a pissy mood. Well, I gave you the out, dude. I said, yeah. hey, we can push it. And I'm like, no, I need. I need, I need to podcast through this. I need this. <clears throat> well, we're going to talk about pain later on, so <laughs> you get to lay into something. That'll be good for you. So, announcement-wise, <laughs> before we drink it heavy into Sean's day, because um, I, I have nothing to complain about. I had today off because my company has today as a holiday for whatever reason. President's Day is off for us. Anyway, announcement-wise, I will be at Gary Khan. Sean, are you still on the fence a little bit? Uh, I'm going to try to get there at least one day. I will see. I don't know. I... I so let I think me know, I can make it one day. Let me know what day you think you're going to make it for sure. Um, Wednesday night, I have a um, I have an engagement with Forrest Gary and a small handpicked crew to uh, run MERP, the old Iron Crown Enterprises Middle Earth role-playing. So I'm doing that off book Wednesday night. I believe all our spaces are filled Wednesday. there. Yeah, Wednesday when I get there. Because we want to... The people that Forrest and I were looking to play with, like, super packed, busy, and we couldn't find a time. He's like, what do you think Wednesday? I'm like, dude, I'm not doing anything Wednesday. I don't give a shit. Um, so we'll do that Wednesday night. Now, I'm surprised you're going out so early. You usually go Thursday day, don't you? No, I go Wednesday oh, okay. after work. Oh. Um, get my badge, get all that shit taken care of, and then Thursday I can just kind of do my thing for kickoff. But what was I going to say? Oh, do, do, do. Tim DeShane has offered to run some Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea for you, me, and some BS listeners. So I'm going to try to work with Tim. Not try. I will work with Tim, and we'll pick a time. And that works best for he, I, and Sean. And we will do our damnedest to fit everybody else into it. This is going to be one of those cases where it's an off-book thing. I think Tim was saying like six, maybe eight players. And off-book stuff is tough because as soon as you say, hey, I'm going to run this cool thing, and a bunch of your really cool friends are like, oh, my God, I really want to play that. When? Oh, could it be half hour later? Could it be a day earlier? Could it be that? We're going to have to pick a time, which means, unfortunately... Some folks may well be disappointed that they couldn't get in on the fun. Now, all of that said, one of the things that Sean and I have been talking about doing, we will be chatting about this more this coming Friday, for those of you who care about Sean and my planning techniques. On the 21st, Friday after work, Sean and I are getting together to kind of source out what we want to do. We've had a lot of big ideas we've thrown out, and for those of you who have been listening to us for a while, even for a short period of time, have put up with our shenanigans and our ideas of, hey, let's run a game like this. Hey, let's do this thing. And we want to take those ideas, write them down, and come up with an actual plan like, okay, we'd love to do all of these 50 things, but which one or two can we actually make happen this year and try to do them and knuckle in and focus in on them? Because we've been doing this for almost six years now, Sean? Yeah, six this fall. Yeah, six this fall. So we want to make sure we have our collective shit together a little bit better when it comes to planning some of these events. So that said... Um, if you are interested in playing in Tim DeShane's 
Astonishing Swordsman, Sorcerer, Viper, Boria game, and you're going to be willing to do off book at GaryCon. Um, get a hold of us. Uh, don't bother Tim. Come to me so you can hit us up over at uh, Gaming and BS. Um, email emails there at the Gmail accounts, or if you find me on Twitter or whatever, that's fine. Hit me up. Don't bug Sean. Bug me, and we'll see what we can do. If nothing else, at the very least, I can communicate saying, hey, I have X number of seats open, and this is the date. I'm sorry if you can't make it, blah, blah, blah. But we'll do our best to make something happen. So if Tim's running, it'll be fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Other than that, no announcements. Shall we just move on to randoms? Well, one other thing I wanted to bring up is... Sure, what you got? Just if you enjoy the show and you're a patron if you're not a patron if you're on discord if you're on the forums if you're on none of those if you're not on facebook on facebook off twitter just do us a favor go and tell somebody you're probably a member of your game group you you listen to to us to us knuckleheads uh it's we always want to grow the community because we're publicly traded and we have <laughs> shareholders that we need to report to on a monthly basis. Uh, and that's quarterly, basically quarterly uh, basis. Your, your wife and my wife as to why are you two assholes still wasting your time doing this thing? That would be the uh, the senior shareholders in our portfolio. <sighs> I think, though, one of the cool pieces that Sean and I have talked about this for a while is that I like where you're going, Sean, because if you're gaming with folks that you really like, even if people are like, I don't like fucking podcasts, I don't want to listen to those things. The forums, anything within the community space is great to have people come in. If if your gamers that know us, like us, listen to us, our assumption is y'all good people. And that means the people you're gaming with, chances are they're good folks too. We'd love to have them, even if it's just on the forums, hanging out, trading ideas, you know, and just talking about gaming. That would be really, really cool. And uh, one of the things I'm trying to do this year is make a more concerted effort to carve out time in my busy schedule to hit the forums daily or every other day. I want to hit them more than I have been. I've been, unfortunately, too hit or miss, and that's annoying me on a personal level, so I'm going to fix that. But anyway, I think it would be great to help that space grow. So, Sean, anything else? No. No? All right. I think I just wanted to, to say, hey, spread the word. Yeah, please. 2020. We wanna we wanna make the RPG podcast sphere awesome. Our own. <laughs> wanna rule it. Yeah, exactly. Like the big bad evil guy of every adventure you've ever run. And yes. you're all game masters, so you know how much you want you know that much bad fun guy that, to succeed. You know how much fun that could be. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we're in it, you're with us, you're part of the fun. All right. All right, All right let's, let's random in. Random encounter. Emails, voicemails, social media, comments from the forums, things of that nature. I'll start. So Shane commented on my new approach. On Brett's new approach to running downtime and preliminary nar- narrative in his game, I do this a lot and it does work. I run a back channel through Slack for any of my players that want to work with downtime or want to set up their background as more than just a paragraph on a character sheet. One of my players is participating in a play-by-post solo game that runs extemporaneously with the rest of our campaign. This process allows my players to switch out characters and know what they've been doing in between appearances and to keep XP up when the other players that prefer to run with other players that prefer to run single characters. In short, if your players are up for it, you can make this work. Oh, and for when the need arises, there's a dice roller app in Slack. 
I did not know that. <laughs> There's a dice roller app in Slack. Right there, Shane. That is gold. Thank you, sir. That is awesome. We've got uh there's one in uh Discord. I've got one installed. Have you? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get in our Discord. Yeah, I'm it's a whack, slack ass. whack roll, you know, two D twelve. Boom. Nice. Yeah. Very easy, very simple. I don't know what a whack is. You don't know what a whack is? Is that a... So that's forward 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 slash. slash. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Whack whack. So it's in, in, infrastructure. HTTP in, in, colon infrastructure whack guy. whack. Yeah. Yeah. Infrastructure guy, dude. That's right. <laughs> Whack the hey. If you don't know what a whack is, you know what one is now. There you go. Thanks, I know Shane. What a, I know what I know what bang is. That's actually bang. Yeah. I know that one. Then you got whack bang. Whack bang. There you go. Well, that's, and that's when the podcast got deleted from other people's stuff. Whack, anyway, carry on. Whack bang is Linux. Like a lot it of people is, yep. refer to whack bang. Anyways, Laramie, fan of the show, some guy we know comments on brett's new approach and another thing he says first off i love random encounters but you should really edit down the comments of some people read me i talk too damn much and now all your listeners know it too all right moving on we have another one from (laughs) thank you uh i'll do idaho gamer no we can't let's go back go back go back Second, first off, listen here, you so-and-so. I'm cheating on you, but you listen to Colville about gaming? At least my other podcasts are about myths, fictions, and mostly hockey. It's not my fault your hockey coverage sucks. Sidebar, if anyone wants to talk hockey. See, see no, no, no. That's research for this show, Laramie. There's a difference. I'm researching. Anyway, I, I have been chided. Thank you, sir. Carry Seriously. On. A few years ago, us being mid-30s, we ran probably five-year-long sandbox game, ending around level low to mid-teens. We all had fun with it, and it was a rotating cast, as everyone has a real life. But it was like back then. If that's what players want, it's absolutely doable. As far as how long a game should be, we just finished session 20-ish, about three hours each of my Barrow Maze game. I sent out an end-of-the-year email. Is this still fun? Do you want a different campaign, different system? Rough guess on the map. You're about 10% done with the dungeon, etc. Email. Everyone said they are still having fun, so we go. So we so off we go. I did have one player quit about five sessions in, having missed four of them. We had a nice adult talk and about maybe this isn't the setup for him, no hard feelings, and he agreed. Smart. Maybe, yeah. 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 It's just a just a good conversation. Just like, it hey. Is. Like, that's, hey, man, that, you don't seem smart, interested dude. in this, Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Are you good? Are you good? Could you get off the fucking spaceship, you dick? You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Are you having fun? <laughs> you want to play Star Wars? I know it wasn't your first choice. Don't lie to me. Because I can tell when you're lying. I can tell, yeah. Uh, Maybe this will turn into another five-year game. If Brett's friends want in. (laughs) Downtime and technology. I run much like Disgust. Since we play from 2100 to midnight, that's 9 p.m. for all you non-military time readers. Uh, To maximize playtime, we play online. We use Fantasy Grounds and Google Hangouts for video, but for downtime, we have email chains and rapid-fire side plots 
with just one person, sometimes slide over to Hangouts text, which plays into Sean's point about be written being, be written being, here it is. <laughs> I, I think we got a, we got a typo there. Anyway, carry on. Well, Sean, it depends. I think that's what he's referencing. <clears throat> there we go. I'm running Barrow Maze, which is a huge mega dungeon. It is. I have it. It's by Greg cool. Gillespie. Yeah, I got mine signed by Greg at Gary Con last year. He's a fine Canuckian. Very fine man. Yes. Um, the session before last ended with being in town and the start of a series of downtown emails. Downtime. Downtime. Downtown emails. Going downtown, <laughs> Laramie. Sean's had a bad day. Jesus. There are current side stories with letters, home, families, parents, in-town interactions, romances, commercial dealings, other adventure parties, all sorts of things. And the downtime spilled into the next session, which I assumed would wrap up and back to the hole. Nope. Side quest into the blizzard-covered forest, three-hour session, and back to downtime with no dungeoneering. So pre-writtens can be more than that, and I'm not a great GM. One million more of my words to doodle on. Cheers, Laramie. Good stuff, Laramie. Thank you, man. Yeah, Laramie, thanks, dude. Very good. All right. Idaho Gamer comments on Folklore Foes. As most of the comments, it does not matter to me when an episode comes out, as long as it does. I'm new to the podcast. I'm current since August now. I am just going through all the 2019 episodes. My one question that I have. Oh, yes. Yes. And Idaho Gamer, thank you very much. That's really, that's impressive. It always, it's really cool for Sean and I to hear anybody say, yeah, hey, I like it. And I went back and started listening to the back catalog. That's pretty cool. Goes on to say, my one question that I had after the podcast and watching the videos from Z Vashu's. What are some of the apps, websites, online sites, etc. does everyone use? There seems to be a bazillion out there. What are the trusted or should I say better ones that everyone's using? Thanks to an older episode, I found out about Roll20. I had no idea this was an option. And this has given me a new hobbyist, an opportunity to play more. Thanks to everyone for letting me join your community. Mike from Idaho. I'll tell you, Mike, there is a metric shit ton of stuff out there. It is hard to try to catalog it all. Sean, hey, I think. Hey, Mike, I got I got a little job for you. <laughs> if you could go back from all the episodes and start at one, work your way forward, yeah, and document every die roll we've ever had <laughs> in a little document, I might give you a few bucks. I, I'll, no, that... hey, I'll give you a gaming and BS sticker. Oh wow, that's yeah. that's good. Eh, nobody I, has one yet. That's true. Me. That's true. I don't even think Brett has one. No, I don't, you bastard. Anyway, I think what would probably be help, more helpful to Mike would be if we started chaining the forums about tools. Well, so he this is in there. I don't know if this is the the. the place I'm just saying, just a separate head. a separate little line item there, a separate little place where people talk about tools. It's so it's tough because there's tools for like shit, man. There's world building stuff there's dungeon building stuff there's encounter building apps da, 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 da. i just found a really cool one uh it's not on my phone near me but uh one for random name generators i love random name generators especially if you can pick like celtic slavic you know drow dwarven blah 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 that type of thing can be super helpful that's how brett runs from the seat of his pants he just 
hits it helps. a boop, 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 a couple buttons and comes up with, okay, hey, you guys are going to bloop, 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 bloop. Snakes, dwarves, <laughs> and goblins. Okay, got it. <laughs> What's that? Uh, never mind. I, I know what I'm doing right now. Give me three things. We're off, we're off and running. There's a dungeon in here somewhere. We'll find it, kids. Brett, Brett plays Iron GM every month. <laughs> He's given three. Th- so for people that don't know what Iron GM is, it's uh, Roan Barton uh, puts it on a Gen Con. I think he's still doing it. Eric Frankhouse has won like three times. Yeah. They give you like three terms. That's it. And then they give you something like 30 minutes to come up with a full four-hour adventure that you run for complete strangers using a system of usually the table's choice. So, like Brett would say, goblins, snakes, dwarves. Yeah. Go. And you have and to incorporate all those. In Cypher System. In uh, Cypher okay. System. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. Savage Worlds. Fuck! Brett is screwed. Okay. Anyways. Interesting. Yeah. Anywhere. Cool. I think, Mike, I think, I don't know how the hell easy it will be to try to coordinate, organize the stuff, but I think what we can try to do within the forum space is to start bringing people's attention to some of the different tools and so forth. Honestly, Mike, if you are in the forums already, as we, this is where we pulled this from, uh, poking around there, people are listing out stuff. You know, um, yeah, Obsidian Portal for like a wiki-like stuff for campaigns and blah, blah, blah. So, all right, we'll have to, we'll have to start listing shit out there for you, Mike, because there's some really cool, there's some cool tools, apps, and so on. So, We'll start pulling shit together. If everybody has some good stuff that they want us to have, throw it at us. Put us in the forums, and we can always tack them into a die roll, too, to share to share the love. Well, and something else that I think, you know, Mike brings to my attention is some of us are going to go, oh, yeah, roll 20, man. Like, I've been on there for five years. I'm doing it every night, twice a night, whatever. And you get into this mindset like, oh, everybody knows Roll20 exists or... Boom. Yeah. I had no idea that was an option. Yeah. <laughs> and this has given me a new hobbyist, right? Right. Uh, to quote Mike, that's, uh, that's fucking cool. Right, right. And there's Fantasy Grounds and some other virtual tabletops. But, you know, map making, journaling, like Brett said, the list of tools that we could put in our forums could be just endless. But I don't... my The purpose of my little comment here is that... We can't assume that everybody is like us or somebody We're better. else. <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, not everybody's been gaming for 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, however many years you have under your belt. And even if you have been, somebody brings up half the shit that Sean and I throw in die roll, like, huh, I didn't know that was out there. Yeah. We talk like we know about it. That's because I just found out about it a little bit ago. So, yeah. So we shouldn't just assume that people are like, oh, yeah, roll 20s out there. And this is how. You know, uh, um, but any tools for that matter, good sites, Obsidian Portal, blah, blah, blah. Some of us that use it pretty diligently, but I mean, there's a ton. It's amazing whenever we get a really good die roll and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that's been out there for three years and I never knew about it. How handy is this going to be? Yeah. And there's certain, we've had some of them, some of the die roll stuff where it's like somebody's blog post. Like, oh, my God, it's a random generator. Oh, my God, it's a list of really cool things from a tavern. Wow. Yeah, we had some Shit. tables, like random tables yeah. that we had people had blogged about. We put it out there in die roll. So, Mike, you'll come across those and have to bookmark them or, you know, seek your take and do them. Anyways. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, Mike. One of the things to do is if you have a need, you're like, man, I wish I could make my taverns better. 
you could type in how to design a tavern for Dungeons and Dragons into the Googles. And I shit you not, you'll come up with a bunch of stuff. Now, that is not obviously a very curated approach. That's not a group of people that you know and trust or that you're at least reaching out to saying, hey, what do y'all use? But if you're ever in a sticky situation, I keep telling my kids, I said, formulate your question to Google the same way you would ask it to me and you will find an answer. So I know that's cliche to say Google it, but there is so much legwork already done on some of these pieces. It definitely is worth looking at. So anyway. And some of this, you don't know what you don't know. So it's almost like when you hit it, when it hits you in the face, you're like, oh, wow, I wouldn't even have tried to search for that. And I yeah, I mean, a that. random name generator, if you type that into your Apple's uh, iTunes store for apps, you come up with some stuff. Then you type in RPG name generator. You type in Dungeons and Dragons name generator. Anything along those themes, you start changing a few words, change a few nouns, verbs, whatnot. And next thing you know, you've got more apps popping up. So. Anyway, great stuff, Mike. Thank you. This is, it's a great reminder, as Sean points out. All right. Brucey, baby. Yeah, Bruce. C. On he comments the f- on folklore. folklore. Foes. Is this you or me reading? Is this me? He no, you. Read, you read Am I? Did I? Okay, yeah. your turn. Go. Another cracking episode. Should I try to read it like Bruce? No, don't do that. You just insult him. We like Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> Another cracking episode. That not even close. Carry on. I'm terrible. I gotta I get down a British accent, man. I get working on it. I know. If I come down to GaryCon, man, he's gonna teach me how to speak English. Yeah, we're gonna hold you down while he lectures you. Lectures. Oh, yeah, that's the best we gotta learn it. Hear it. On folklore foes, I love incorporating monsters from folklore and legend. I'm actually working on self-publishing DCC funnel adventure that incorporates some local legends. HTTP wikipedia.org wiki slash black underscore. Anis. Anis. Yeah, that was a, I learned about that creature in, I think, Monster Manual 2 in the AD&D days. Nasty little critter. Of course, in many cases, D&D and other RPGs got there first with their own take on these creatures, but it's fun to research the original legends and try and go in a slightly different direction. On averaging damage dice, if all I'm all for making the game your own. No such thing as bad, wrong, fun, etc. But I'll be having none of that crap at my table. Thank you very much. As a player, if I'm down to nine hit points and you drop, oh, this is this does 88 damage, let's just call it an average of 36. I'm going to want you to roll some dice and hope like hell you come up with eight ones. <laughs> There's, that's a damn good argument for that. Look, man. Uh, you know, look, mate. I got nine hit points left. Um, there's a chance you could roll less than nine. Yeah, but odds are, I don't care what the odds are. Never tell me the odds. So roll the dice. Note to self: If I run a game at a convention, uh huh, probably Gary Con, because that's where Bruce will be, and he's in my game. You're gonna you're gonna do this. Just I'm to, only say, gonna well, do average hit points for Bruce. Oh, just kidding, Bruce. I I do it because I love. I'd stab you. <laughs> Bruce? No. <laughs> no, he's probably flipped the table and beat you to death with a that's DMG fair. or something. That's fair. All right. 
Hey, thanks, Bruce. No, hey, thanks, hey. man. Yeah. Good stuff. I love the uh, I love the idea of, as you said, many of the RPGs have done them first insofar as they've been there. They've played with these folklore creatures and stuff. But as um, Ken Height does in Knights Black Agents and a few other places have done this with vampires, there are a metric ton of different vampire options, right? That feed off of this, feed off of that. You have to bury them in a crossroads, cut off their head, do all, various ways to dispatch them and so forth regional differences and so on. It's wonderful to take that stuff and mess with it, especially going back to original source material and playing with it like you're talking about, Bruce. Great stuff. Thank you. All right, let's get into uh, the main topic, see what the hell we're talking about tonight. All right, Brett, I don't know what the hell are we talking about? We're like, because we're talking about damaging people. Brett let me know at about like two in the afternoon today. This doesn't require a lot of thought. Oh, hey. Hey. You got this down. <laughs> I got next week's out already. Yes, so it I, does. I'm, I'm ahead of it there. So one of the things, I talked about this a little bit uh, about my Delta Green game, mostly because the TPK in it, the lethality of it, and the tracking of damage and stuff. One of the characters had gotten hurt, and are like, fuck, you're, you're hospitalized, man. And what a drag that was. It was interesting, one of the things that came up was a little bit about lethality within a game system. So if you're not aware, weapons, certain weapons in Delta Green have a lethality rating, a percentile. And if it has like a 10% lethality, you roll percentiles. Let's say you roll a 72. Ah, it doesn't automatically kill you. Instead, you take 7, add it 2, that's 9 points of damage. Everybody takes 9, you take 9 points of damage instead of instantly dying. Oh, Nice. Okay, that's 90% of my hit points right there. <laughs> Weapon's going to fuck you up no matter what. So if you miss something by like 99 or 100, you add it, there's uh, 20 points of damage to you. 10 plus 10 is 20. Fuck. <laughs> Very few people have more than 12 hit points. You're dead anyway. And even with games with hit charts, and I was thinking about that because the Middle Earth game I'm going to run at Gary Conoff book and stuff with Forrest, I was thinking about, you know, it's interesting to me that I will hear people, my own group has done this in the past, and then we always I, I like say, well, hang on a second, and this hence the argument or the discussion for today. Oh, I like a good lethal game. I like a this, I like a that. And I say, hang on a second. Some of you folks are the same ones that will look at me and say, well, I just got shot in my left arm, so I can keep fighting. No, you probably can't. Well, I want to have a realistically lethal combat system, but I only got shot in my left arm. So, I've talked to people who have um, been shot. I know police officers, I know former military people who have been in uh, firefights and stuff, and uh, some of them have I've had conversations with. I'm like, you know, last time I checked, there's no such thing as like a really clean shoulder wound. And I've been told, oh, no, no, they're usually quite messy. Oh, yeah, there's fragments and shit. And you could get hit like in your upper left shoulder and have the bullet come out halfway down your back because it ricocheted off your spine somehow. It's brutal getting shot. Getting stabbed sucks. Getting punched in the face. You'll watch these um, um, action movies where the hero just gets the shit beat out of him. Well done. Like, ah, well, he didn't knock him out so we can still keep going. I will guarantee you that if Tim DeShane hits me three times in the face, I'm probably not going to keep fighting, especially with the ferocity that some of these, you know, movies have shown. It, you, you don't. You just flat don't. Bad things happen. Sean, you had essentially 
what some people would term a low speed collision. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like it was less, and, <laughs> it was between the speed of 35 and 45. Yeah. And people say, oh, it's a low speed collision. <laughs> yeah. Sean and the wife were laid up for a while. With a, yeah. Big, big. But the thing is, is the weight behind. So, again, <laughs> so it's, inter it's interesting because hour. we'll get to this point where we want to have, I'll hear this from groups like, oh, I like to have a really lethal game. Like, okay, yeah, I get that. But I think the balance is they want a lethal game. But we want to have the the diehard action hero component, right? Where John McClane can run across the broken glass and diehard spoilers. And it really, I mean, it's annoying, but it doesn't stop him. If I ran naked, you know, barefoot across broken glass, my naked little tootsies, and I slice my feet up like I pull a huge chunks of glass, I probably wouldn't be walking really well, you know, no matter how good my adrenaline was. At a certain point, you're, it kind of messes with you, you know? Well, hey. I got an idea. Yeah. So for our patrons, uh, <laughs> in our next goal, is Brett if we, walking if barefoot we hit the $400 a month mark, mm -hmm. we'll have Brett walk across a floor of broken glass. Just to prove how bad it is. And reenact the scene <laughs> the from Die Hard. What do you say, folks? <laughs> nice. This is why I don't give you much time to think about these <laughs> topics. Because you can make it worse than that. And when I've run games with hit locations, and I get a similar thing. Okay, wow, your left arm is broken from the shoulder down. Well, I can still fight. I just can't use my shield. I'm like, huh. The, the mind-numbing, near-passing-out, comatose-like pain, you know, comatose-inducing pain that you would be in for this realistic, quote-unquote, system, I don't think you'd want to fight too much. You know, it's not... That'd be pretty tough. It'd be pretty tough. Now, there's always stories, and there's plenty of people who've been places and have seen things like, oh, my God, so-and-so got whacked upside the head with a broadsword and kept going. It was amazing. And there's there are those things. There's Congressional Medal of Honor, Honor winners that have done some amazingly crazy-ass shit when they should have died, and they, unfortunately, usually end up dying because it's a posthumous award many times. Point being, though, is it's... I've had this conversation a couple times. It came up in my... Delta Green game with my guys. Like, oh man, this game just fucking murders you. And I said, well, I told you it was realistic. Well, then when you hurt, you gotta go to the hospital. And you gotta sit there for a while. Yeah, because there's no magic. There's no healing, you know? And it, I guess it strikes me as interesting where gamers in general, that I have run into anyway, we have a tendency to want to have a level of reality, wherever that is. And that's one of the main complaints I'll hear about hit points in Dungeons & Dragons, that the hit points are too vague or too generalized. And you can do the same amount of heroic action. You can still be in the fight, dealing the same amount of damage when you have one hit point left as you would when you had 100 hit points left, right? Having one hit point left, other than potentially being conscious very, very soon, you can still behave. You can still do your thing. Much like Bruce's example above. If I've got nine hit points left, I'm hoping you only do eight because I can still smoke you because I got one hit point left. I can still keep going. And I'll hear people tell me, um, I've seen this online and I've talked to people at cons, like, I don't like that because it's not realistic. And I think, I don't think people really want that. <laughs> Honestly, that at least most gamers I run into we say that on the one hand, but when it comes down to it, realistic combat, realistic wounds, realistic damage stops the game. 
in many cases. Now, Sean, I'm bringing this up and I want to talk to you about it is because you're running Call of Cthulhu and Call of Cthulhu is notorious for if you get shot, there's no magic to heal you. You got to go to the hospital. Yeah. Have you have you had that happen in your game yet? Doc Doc got wasted a lot on the last one. Like he his guy took a butt ton of damage. Um, he has there's a pulp trait that's like hard to kill or toughness or something. You gave him that? Well, it's it's pulp. Okay, so you're only pulpy. Okay, so he can. He, so he's got that, and he just burning luck and burning luck. But you know, I'm shooting him. I'm hacking him up. I mean, he's taking he's taking a lot of damage. You see Indiana Jones damage. You punching and punching and punching and punching. Yeah. But somehow, yeah, that's that still on Jack. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. That's the way we're running that game. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. We it's it's not to the extreme of a native Cthulhu game. Did you did you and your group choose the pulp because they wanted to head that off? They didn't want it to be I so I didn't want realistic. to run a, like a two or three year campaign and worry about them going through five characters each. And sixteen hospital stays and Yeah. I figured we'll just make it survivable for them. The the campaign does lend itself well to a pulp feel. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because I'll tell you, that one of the first times I ran middle-earth role-playing for my home group, a small group of guys, um, the guys, I got a number of Rollmaster players, and they've played it before, and I'm playing it, and Zave's character fumbled. He broke his arm. He's an archer. He busted his arm, like, bad. A lot of damage, immobile, immobile, blah, 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 can't do blah with his arm for, like, weeks. He's like, fuck, I'm useless. I'm like, uh-huh. Well, this sucks. I'm like, uh-huh, that's that's the game. We, we were playing this, and I warned y'all this this could happen. If you fuck up and the dice go bad, you, you, you're you done. You know, your arm is busted. You can't use your arm. You can't use your bow. You're in extreme pain, blah, blah, blah. And it became readily apparent that that wasn't considered a lot of fun. It was. It's neat to do damage to other things, as usual, but it's not always fun when you get your arm cut off or when the character gets something smashed or broken, and there's not a quick way to recover to get back in the game. Which I honestly think is one of the beauty of hit points for D&D and games with a very simple system like that is because you don't track all the uber detail to it. Now, another thing I do like is in um, World of Darkness games, and there are a couple other ones I can't think of off the top of my head, when you take wound levels, it starts to impact, then it gives you penalties, right? I know this was true in 7C when I played with John uh, with John Wick when he ran the game. I knew that was true there. And I know in... Shit. There's another game. Oh, it happens in... I think it happens in Call of Cthulhu. I know in Delta Green and in Trail of Cthulhu. If you're at a certain health level point, shit's, shit's more difficult to do in Gumshoe and so on. You take a penalty, you get less... If it's a die pool game, if you could have 10 dice, no, you can only have three dice. If you could have six, you only have two or whatever the case is. There's a penalty of some kind, which mechanically makes it difficult for you to do stuff without getting uber gritty into the fact that your arm is busted and it's an immobile in the sheer pain, blah, blah, blah. There's, you can add narrative description as we've talked about before, but the mechanic 
helps to make it so you can still be John McClane. You can still be that action hero. You can still do the heroic thing, whatever you think that might be in combat or flight or whatever, um, away from the fight. But it doesn't make you useless. You know what I'm saying? I do. So we've talked about you know, like what you're looking for in a game in the past, Sean. Do you do you run into this as a problem in game groups or for you as a game master where you're like, oh man, this game isn't detailed enough in the damage. I don't like the way it's oversimplifies. You know, do you like hit points, that type of thing, or do you not even think about it? You just don't care. It depends. Ah. Why what 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 would cause you to think one way or the other? The game. Okay. <laughs> that's that's, that's helpful, my, Sean. That's my uh public radio voice. <laughs> and, um, and, and this evening we'll be talking about damage damage <laughs> it's if I want to run around like Jason Borney yeah then I want to just take mo- massive amounts of damage maybe take some stress keep on going not you know just take an utter ass whooping but still be able to keep running yeah man Jason Bourne, jump on cars, jump from one car to another car, maybe take a bullet to the shoulder, whatever, man. Just blow it off, dude. That's just another 10 points of damage. You wake up, you have amnesia. Whatever. I'm fine. Big deal. So what it comes down to you is is genre setting, the style of game being run. You want to to be appropriate to that. Yeah. If I want to run Cold Shadows... Yeah, man, that's no messing around. There's a, uh, the mechanic, God, escapes me. But I think it's bang. Bang? I think it's bang. Okay. Where you just say bang. Like, I shoot somebody. That's what I do. I shoot them. Boom. And that's usually, I think there is a damage to it, but usually if that's all it takes, there's no initiative. It's lethal because as a Cold War spy, you're not toting a freaking machine gun everywhere. No, you've got, you know, Air Walther. Yeah, maybe. Or whatever. I mean, Cold War spies didn't carry guns. They just no. didn't. No, they, they wouldn't. They, yeah. they didn't. They didn't they didn't carry guns. They were, you know, getting information. They're Tinker Taylor soldier spy, man. Looking no, I guess you're, at the I guess cafe, you. you know, scoping the place out, trailing somebody. But if you did get shot, it was a big goddamn deal. Yeah, if you got shot, man, you're going to freaking die without any hospital shit. Yep. I, I think where you're getting there is, is perfect because... Hospital shit is... <laughs> hospital shit is the same thing as first, first aid or medical <laughs> attention in Sean's world. In <laughs> Sean's world. <laughs> I, think when, I think when I run into things that are... When I run into the players that have the issue, and you you hit it on the head there, is when I run into players or game masters or a group that's like, man, I didn't, oh boy, this doesn't, I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. I think what it comes down to is this an expectation thing. Much to our earlier comment above, uh, Laramie having a grown-up conversation with people. It's sometimes players have an expectation. That, oh, you said you're going to run a dark, gritty Avalon game, and you're using D&D rules. Okay, cool. How do you make it dark and gritty, Brett? Well, I do X, Y, and Z. Okay, cool. Oh, you're using this Viana rules. Oh, fuck. We're going to die. Because this, this is brutal. But I think having people understanding the type of game you're expecting to run, the type of realism, and the type of 
lethality, the type of damage that should be expected, not even just lethality. But I'm talking about the type of damage. Like if I tell you, look, man, you a grenade goes off, according to the charts, it tore your left leg off from the knee down. Well, you still crawl away, right? Probably not. No, you're probably on the ground screaming right now. You're really, no, no, you're not. Well, I'll just grab my sniper rifle and shoot prone. No, 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 you're not. That's not how that works. I think in this case, this is one of those places where having the game mechanics really supporting the style of play is important. And if you try to lever in an effect of specialized damage. We've talked about this before in the past, and the more I think about it, the more I agree with some of our listeners who wrote in on it. If you try to lever in some of this extra stuff, right? Like critical hits on Dungeon Crow Classics, they're part of the the whole milieu. They're, they're, they're in there that's part of the game system. But if you lever some of that stuff into a game that doesn't have that, it's not built for it, it doesn't account for that. In the Middle Earth system and Rollmaster, there were herbs, magic, and other things that were available to you to repair the fact that all the tendons in your left arm are destroyed or that, you know, you smash the bone or you tore all the muscle or be by the critical description. You had things to counteract the badness. So mechanically speaking, it's a closed system. It, ha- it can do a thing to you, but there's always a thing in there that you can find by hook or by crook some way to take care of the problem. I think if you say, wow, I really like that lethality idea that you talked about for Delta Green, let's take that to my D&D game. You know, all blades have a lethality rate. <laughs> that game's not built for that. That's that's That can be pretty drastic to try to inject that type of thing into a world that it doesn't fit in or a game system it doesn't fit in, especially, to your point, Sean, the type of game you're going to run. Like, you're running a Cold Shadows game. That's, you know... Being able to walk off like Jason Bourne, that's not what that game's about. No. And I think having that clearly described up front and reinforced is a good idea. And I think sometimes it's the reinforcement that we forget as game masters and even players at the table. Say no Black Knights, Black Agents. Say no Spycraft. Get shot, motherfucker. You're dead. That's what happens. D E D dead. You tracking what I mean by reinforcing it, though? Yeah. I, uh, I would want to... I can't remember how Zweihander handles it, but it, it gets pretty... It's tough. The it's, like, yeah. it's like Warhammer 1st Edition. I mean, you get hit, it'll fuck you up pretty bad. Yeah, grim and perilous. Yeah, they mean that. They're not kidding. Yeah. Which is an interesting and different type of game. Like, I don't think I could run... Jeff threw something like that. It's not It's not as grandiose. Well, it's also not his jam. I mean, it, honestly, I think some of this comes down. When you've got a mismatch of expectations, that's tough. But also you have a mismatch of play styles. Right. We're talking about play styles next episode, but a little bit more. But what I'm getting at here is that if you're like, look, I like to play this type of game. And I know a number of different players that I've met over the years that essentially want to play that style of game regardless of what game they're playing. Oh. Oh, I want to, but I want to be Jason Bourne. I told you it was Cold Shadows. Yeah, but you said it was a spy game, and I thought Jason Bourne. How come I can't be Jason Bourne in this game? Because it's not about that. Well, this game sucks. I've heard those arguments. 
Yeah, it's. But that game is not designed it, for that. It it's, curi- it's curated for this experience. It's not a. It's not the same game. No, it's not. Right. That's like. I, yeah. You, and games like D and D are toolboxy games, right? You can do lots of different stuff with it, but at its core, it still has the D and D feel, the D and D experience. It's not making D and D feel like Warhammer First Edition. Is going to be weird, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not it. You oh. c- can you? Jesus, why? I mean, it's a lot of fucking work. But uh, sure, go ahead. We we've talked about this. You can do whatever the hell you want. Your table, that's fine. Well, you can. It doesn't it doesn't <laughs> but, make it hey, right. But as the as as the t-shirts tell you, there's the gaming police right Gaming there. police. Sport your own gaming police t-shirt. Head over to gamingatbs.com. <laughs> I should probably put forward slash cops. <laughs> like right to your shirt. Gaming cops, gaming cop. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when the game of police come for you? But I, I, I like I said, I thought about this, and I, my group went. And when the first people of the lethality thing hit them, and I ran a um, a combat right out of the gate for Delta Green, so people get used to it. I said, "Hey, it's lethal." Blah. I explained things to them to reinforce it. Though we had a fight, and they watched people get fucking murdered. Like, holy shit. He wasn't kidding. And I said, remember, I told you this was really dangerous and people can get killed here really fast. Wow, okay. And then two people were stupid and they and their characters died. Just ask Takahashi yeah. from is it Ta- Taka no Takashi from Die Hard. Oh yeah. Oh, then you're just gonna have to kill me. Okay. Bang! <laughs> Done. Guess we we'll have to do this the hard way. <laughs> um, wow. So anyway, I I if you're going to introduce a lethality, you know, we've talked about, you know, how, how fast you die. We've talked about the importance of that, like old school D&D. Look, you fuck up and your character dies, he dies. Make a new character, get back in. But you're talking about the realism of the damage, what damage does to somebody and critical hits. And I want to add this flavor in and so forth. And again, we've chatted about this in the past, but I just thought, you know, after running through this and then talking with my crew and thinking about this new game thing I want to run, I want to make sure I'm really clear with them, like, hey, this is the type of lethality. This is how we're going to track the damage. This is why I'm using this game system is because I want to track the damage this way so that it's not onerous on either you or I. The characters can keep going. You may have a die penalty, so you can't quite do something because your die pool will be lessened because of the injuries. Oh, I've taken, I use World of Darkness language, aggravated damage versus um, something else versus bludgeoning or... Whatever. So I'm taking aggravated damage. That does. Okay, that means I can't do X, or I'm almost unconscious. Um, and I I think by explaining like not only the setting, the feel. Oh yeah, it's gonna be tough. Oh, it's lethal. But explaining to people how damage will be tracked, how healing will occur, I think can be pretty important, especially when you think cold shadows. You can tell me, yeah, yeah, bang. Oh, you get shot, you're dead. That's everyone will nod. Say, okay, I get it. Until the first person says bang, or the first time the game master says bang, and that person's character dies. And like, wait a minute, how come I can't? Well, you can't. Well, this game sucks. And I, I hear those words come out of gamers' mouths um, when they talk about certain games. Well, it's stupid. This game makes this happen, and that's just dumb. It's a mismatch. You're, you have an expectation that this is how you want to play. The game doesn't do that by the rules. And yeah, you can always tweak the rules and so on. But anyway rambling on here but you follow did you follow me at all sean i kind of went off on a longer than usual blather 
Yeah, so you're talking about lethality in role-playing games <laughs> and the expectations <laughs> being different, if not positioned properly. Yeah, and I think I think it's when we talk about setting expectations, having conversation with people, and reinforcing different components. We've talked about this a number of times about different aspects. But I honestly think you can say lethal, but then when you talk about, look, this game has critical hit charts. It could cripple you. You know, you could get hit, be paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, wow. Now that's an extreme example, but it is possible. Okay, huh. That's the type of game we're playing. That's absolutely the type of game we're playing. It happens to you, it happens to um, monsters, your characters, whatever the case is. Oh, okay. I, I think some of those more detailed mechanical aspects of combat, healing, and damage need to be better explained, especially for people who are new to a system so that they really understand it. Versus, because I can say, oh, it's lethal, you can die real easy. Oh, it's lethal, if you get hit, you might have to go to the hospital. Okay. But over-explaining, um, like in your Call of Cthulhu game, if you're not saying, hey, we're going to run Pulp because I want to keep the campaign going at a, at a certain type of pace... And I don't want to have half the party out in the hospital for six months as you heal up from broken spines, whatever the case is. I think having some of those specific examples and so forth can go a long way. You know what I'm saying, Sean? Yes. All right. Much like everything in role-playing games. Set expectations, talk to people. Hey, this has critical hit charts. Are you good with that? It's amazing how many people will say, oh, absolutely. And then you can say, well, hang on a second. Let me, let me read a few of these to you. Let me explain what happened last time. Oh, Frederick the Fighter, who was 15th level, was laid low by a first-level hobbit who got lucky with a, dark, with a dagger, huh? Yes. Well, fuck it. I don't want to play that kind of game. Uh, okay, good to hear. Well, and I think one thing we didn't really get into the, the too much detail in is there are going to be people that don't want to play realistic wounding games i had one guy in my group who was not down for that at all he just wasn't like he would never watch a tarantino movie he's just not a violent guy violent turns violence turns him off completely so there's that but in another respect there's some people that i think the more oh okay you got shot in your arm your arm's really messed up you can't use it you're incapacitated. Oh, now that's a penalty. And you get really into the nuances. I think some people love that and some people don't. The ones that don't, I think, are maybe not all. I don't know. But I would suspect that they play a game to get away from the reality components. Well, yeah, I, I would I would agree. Yeah, in, in, many, in many cases, I would think that, that, that that's actually true. And sometimes simplifying it, smoothing it out, if for no other reason than the goddamn bookkeeping. When you're writing down, okay, left foot, shot, you know, I think I've said this before. I played a game, Phoenix Command, ages and ages back, and my buddy had these hitch. I don't even know if they're in the original game or whatever, but I shot a bad guy. While I was, my character's running, sprinting at him, bang, I shoot three times. The first bullet, you roll each bullet goes through a blow off his left thumb. It goes through his left cheek, takes out X number of teeth, goes out the back. Like, are you kidding? Like blow by blow where it went through the body. I'm like, are you kidding me? All right, next next bullet. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is terrible. Um, now, I've, I've not read it. I've not read it. 
the rules directly and he may have been embellishing or doing whatever. Well, that's how we were playing. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Right? Yikes. And that's it's just raw bookkeeping that some people just don't want to do because it's not fun to play wound tracker, you know. You know, this this is gritty accounting, wound tracking. You know, it, sometimes that gets a bit too much. So good point, John. Yeah. Um, All right. I, I think that's I think that's enough of that. Let's move on. Yeah. So if you like, you know, shooting up your players and being real <laughs> about it. Player characters. Player characters. Player oh, player characters. Good point. Um, no, seriously, how do you guys like to track damage? And is the uh the the D and D version or the dice penalty versions how detailed? How do you like it? How don't you like it? And it could well be like, hey, Sean's right, and it depends. I'm uh, pretty much leaning in that direction, honestly. So, all right, that was the sound of the dice, and that signifies another die roll here on Gaming and BS. Hey, so glad you could join us. What you got here, man? Three D law bard shits posts. In Discord, Dungeon Craft. So I think Sky, if I'm not mistaken, there's a YouTube video, but he says the he's been getting deep into Wonder Draft for map making, and the creator is now working on a version to make dungeons. Oh wow! So there's a we'll post a link to the YouTube video that shows like a time lapse of. Somebody using a tool, I guess. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, second one, VC Young, our very own, was involved with a board game offered now on the Game Crafter. Oh, kick ass. Beavers be damned. Get it? Beaver. Be damned. Damned. Damn. Beavers make dams. Reminds me of a Simpsons joke. Later on, I'll tell you. It's funny. Sounds, sounds great, Brett. It is good. It's funny. And so go out and buy VC's game. Be the best beaver builder. Beavers be damned. Beaver. Nice. Better, better be a bigger, better beaver. Yes. Yes, yes. Better, better beavers make better. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I know there's a tongue twister in there somewhere. Right. Somebody, all the parts are there. Make right. something of that, people. Number three, Ron Blessings, new Savage Worlds podcast. Savage Interludes. Nice. Savage Interludes. Go subscribe. You know what a Savage Interlude is? I, First I don't time know. I meet Ron Blessing face to face. You'll just be like oohing and aahing and like, oh my God, Ron's been podcasting longer than anyone else I know. I'll say, Ron, you ready for a savage, <laughs> savage interlude? interlude. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Hold on, Ron, buddy. And we thought Ron was our friend. And you just wrecked that. Okay, moving on. So, yeah, check out, if you like Savage Worlds, Ron's been, he had the, the name's the thing way back in the day. He was on Savage Bloggers with... Christian Serrano, Ron's definitely been in the podcast world for a while. We had both he and he and uh, Christian were our Savage Worlds experts when we talked Savage Worlds ages back. Yeah, and Ron's he's he reps good, he reps well. Absolutely does. Check him. Uh, It's he and his wife, and it is Tracy Sizemore. Tracy, yeah. Yep. Yep. Very cool. 
So that's that. Uh, what are we talking about next week, Brett? Next week, we're talking about practice making makes us better. We're talking about putting the time into RPGs to become, you know, better at it. So. Sweet. Practice. I'm going to practice tomorrow. Well, no, I'm running tomorrow. I got practice Wednesday. Well, well. In order to run Saturday. <laughs> hey, bigger beavers build better dams because butter better builds better borders between borders. I'll bet you. Uh, okay. Sign Tony Sugarloaf in the chat room. Nice. Thanks, Tony. All right. Well, let's hang this sucker up. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night. Good game and all. This episode of Gaming and BS brought to you with the help from the following BSers. Curtis Takahashi, Joe Swick, Aaron Raylia, Larry Hout, Mark Tasaka, Pure Mongrel, Chris Steele, Ron Bishop, Thomas Hook, Wayne Humphrey, Craig, Brandon Barnes, Laramie Wall, Dan LaValley, Jason Hobbs, Sky, Old School DM, Perry Besor, Michael Dinos, Jim Fitzpatrick, Christopher Gray, Bruce Cunnington, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Eileen Barnes, Robert Nemeth, Niall Diamond, Howard Bishop, Mark Anthony Benedetti, Eric Salzweedle, The Closet Gamer, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Ray Otis, C.W. Mellencamp, Craig Huber, Rich Wishon, Old Scouser Roleplaying, Jared Rasher, Andy Hall, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Brian Rumble, Henry Newcomb, Eric Telvola, Husk Carl, Roger Brassick, Mark Soam, Andy Hall, Eric Avila, Ron Blessing, Jeff Seifert, Ghost GM, Mike Hess, Angus, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Rory Weston, it's Rory, not Corey, Curtis Hinson, Chad Glayman, Finolf, Josh Wallace, and Merkel Froilich. Hey, to help out with the show, tell somebody to listen to us. Make them listen to us. Demand they listen to us. Tell them to put Gaming and BS in their favorite podcatcher app and have them subscribe. Thanks, BSers. This, this has, has been, been a Litterbox, Litterbox Studio production. production.